One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome once again to the We Like Softball podcast. It's me, Peyton. It's Crazy Shorts at the... Hey, everyone. Once again... How's it balling should be the real question. Now, how's it going anymore after the weather-filled weekend of rain down at Mojo in Columbus? Man, we kind of predicted it. What a shit show. (laughs) Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And obviously, on today's show, too, we're going to have John Williams joining us shortly around the 7 o'clock hour, so stay tuned. If you haven't submitted the questions to either myself or Crazy Shorts, Make sure to drop them below in the comments. I'm we're got an hour with John Williams, and we're gonna be here to shoot the shit essentially, and just talk some softball that happened between E, D, C, a little bit of women's action possibly as well. But and apparently, Crazy Shorts just kind of disappeared for a second. That's called there. You go. You're back. Disappeared for a while. I don't know what's going on right now. Dude, technology. What else do you expect? All right, are we good? Is it? I'm not actually frozen. I'm just screwing with you now. But anyways, (laughs) regardless, though, with Mojo Talk, let's dive right into it already. And if you haven't already, make sure to end up listening to us on our regular podcast platform Wednesday at 8 a.m. It's going to be released Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, any podcasting platform. Anybody that gave us feedback down in the Columbus at all, all too, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. That's the first way to start us off. Shout out to the softball community to end up supporting us. I mean, this is something that is always in the talks, I feel like, and me and Crazy Shorts kind of ended up having it happen. And the feedback and hearing the feedback either through word of mouth or one way or another. It was nice hearing that and makes you want to end up continuing on with this a little bit more. Yeah, feedback's a big part of this all. Um, that's what we're doing it for. We do it for for everyone in the softball community. You know, we don't make nothing off this. We're just trying to get the word of the softball out to everyone, especially all the local people. And um, actually, speaking of which, too, one of the guys on Twitter, too, it's uh, like kind of like, Similar to like the We Like Sports podcast, like how it's a network and it's just every separate branches. It's let's talk dot, dot, dot. So it's like let's talk Cleveland Guardians, Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Cavaliers, whatever it may be in whatever that city is. But one of those guys actually ended up reaching out to us and said that they ended up playing for, I want to say, Ohio TTG, one of their friends. And he plays first base, if I'm absolutely correct. 
perfect. If I'm a little bit mistaken, I'm sorry, but to end up already hearing on social media like Twitter that you got guys that are listening or you at least have that small connection, that's literally the softball world, though. Yep, exactly. Just bringing people that, that don't even know each other together, really. Right, exactly. It's it's a different form of social media almost. It's not social media. It's the social in-person media, so to speak. Right. But nonetheless, was, though. Was, go ahead. No, go on, go on. I was just going to say, how was your uh, run at Mojo? Uh, I mean, it was for us to end up getting together. The first game when we ended up playing in for Wahoo slash TBC, we ended up having six innings worth of great ball. We were even up against uh, Ohana, how we were saying that they were a tough team, top five last year, and we gave them a good run, but a mental mistake throughout all of us, and it's a book issue that we ended up learning from as a first-year team that we were an inning ahead when we should have been an inning behind, and when you thought you ended up having a walk-off, it wasn't a walk-off, and it was only the bottom of the six. So a lot of Learning experience in that first game, that the second game on Thursday didn't go our way, but the Constellation bracket, when we finally played again on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, you're starting to see with us now, we were starting to see that that's what a team does. We were down a decent amount. I think we needed two or three runs to end up staying in the game. And I think we rallied and scored like nine or 10. We batted around and everybody was firing everybody up and that's the game of softball. You saw it. We ended up watching young money on Sunday morning. I think it was the third place game for C we were watching. They were doing the same exact thing we were doing. They were just firing up everybody. Everybody's getting on. It's just that snowball effect of softball that you see all the time. And the noise level, that's the key thing in softball. And we ended up seeing that though for a first year team, this is only the second tournament we ended up getting into so, I mean, yeah, as of right now with these three-game guarantees, we're 0-6, but there's a lot of potential, and we're all excited, I could say. How about you, though, Crazy Shorts? You guys and the Cardiac Kids. Uh, we started off doing really well. Friday, we were 2-0. and um, We played a team from PA, and then we played a team from New York. Uh, we ended up seeing Station to Station Friday morning or Friday afternoon. And that was a good battle. They got us by like four there, I believe. Uh, so we were two and one going into Saturday. And I would say Saturday was just the shit show. Saturday was. Yeah, that's for everybody, though, without a doubt. That wind was crazy. It pretty much became whose pitcher is going to walk less, in a sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the wind was disgusting. Yep. We went through so many pitchers on, on both, both every game. Both games I played, both teams were equally struggling. I mean, I come in and I even try to, to do some pitching, and I'm having to throw a ball three foot behind the batter for it to curve in. Yep. Strike. That's when I ran into you was on Saturday. I ran into you on Saturday, and we were chanting about that too. And during your guys' game, that's when uh, the porta potty fell behind you guys, and I heard the other one went too eventually by one of my sources on the team. Uh, shout out Zach. <laughs> yeah, I mean – Adjusting to the elements is a big part, but I mean, at what extent are we talking about here? Those wins were crazy. I feel like yeah. I had to lean forward, lean forward on the field so I didn't get blown over. You know, it, it, that was ridiculous, but you know, it was, uh, it, it's still, I had a great time out there on the field despite being freezing and the wind, and it was just being out there with the boys again playing ball, man. 
Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I think that's the thing too, is that we ended up chatting about that last week is like, that's what this is all about. It's the start of the year. I mean, if you're getting into every tournament, this is going to be every single weekend with this group of guys that you're playing with. If you're staying on the same team, this is when you guys end up gaining all your camaraderie. And that's what you ended up doing. I mean, you ended up having for us, for example, Friday, we didn't do anything at all because we were supposed to play in a consolation game. We missed all the good stuff, apparently, with the cruiser on the highway and a 30 cop car chase and a fight and everything along the lines of that. Friday was the day of activities, apparently, because once you miss work for a couple of days, everybody ends up getting stir crazy, apparently, and forgets how to act. <laughs> but regardless, though, with that being said, though, not to get off topic, but on Friday for not having anything scheduled after preparing to be at the game or being playing at some form at some time that day. That was the first year down in Columbus for a mojo team that I've been on that we actually went to the batting cages, a majority of us on our off day, which I think that helped transition for us on Saturday as well, because that's why we were able to hit the ball a little bit better. We were able to put up more runs. And like you said, that wind element, we were both playing with it. It was just kind of pretty much you were, throw in like a floater in basketball. So you're pretty much just trying to get bleeders in there and hit them up wherever. And if they fall, they foul. If you hit a shot in the gap, hopefully that guy's not fast. Otherwise that wind's carrying it one way or another. Yeah. That had to be the craziest elements I've played in though, or seen just for any sport whatsoever too. And we end up playing again. Wahoo slash TBC plays again Saturday in North Ridgeville and the weather, if pending, unfortunately, Supposed to be, I think I saw 9 a.m., 50-degree gusts possibly, but no rain. So it's going to be crazy wind once again. Back-to-back -back weekends to start softball. We're in E, so you're not at a home run. You're allowed one home run, and then the rest is inning ending out. So what a great way to end up reintroducing that rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's tough. Um, I even seen maybe snow this weekend. So, yeah, that hail at least, at least for sure hail. <laughs> we, the, the cardiac kids, we were signed up for that, but we had decided that it was probably not the best interest to play this weekend. So I think the boys are sticking to, I believe, the 14th and 15th, and then we are in the weekender too as well. Okay, birthday weekend for me. All right. <laughs> Uh, April 21st, uh, that might be possibly the first weekender I could actually play in, too. Uh, in years past, I've always had the radio station I work at. So instead, that was always Fridays. And usually, like you said, the weekender always starts on a Friday afternoon, evening. And by the time I get down there, it's already Saturday. And who knows if you're still playing or not. But this, if everything works out schedule-wise, might be the first weekender I get to play in. And somehow, some way, it also falls on my birthday to start off the weekend. This should be a good birthday Hairline says 37. Hairline says 37. I'm turning 27, though. Uh, <laughs> got my but, brown gear on today. Oh, yeah. And did you also see, I want to end up hitting on it very, very briefly because it's not softball-related, but shout-out to the Cleveland Guardians for extending Andres Jimenez's seven-year contract, 100-some million dollars, and – the Guardians are spending money, which is surprising. And you ended up in turn getting rid of Francisco Lindor to get younger guys that are going to give you more time. And you're not paying them that much. You're paying as much as you would have for Francisco Lindor. But side tangent with that after you bring up Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had to get off topic there for a minute. Yeah, of course. I mean, you kind of segued my way in there. I had to go with that. 
But regardless, okay. though, want to dive into E, what happened this past weekend. I mean, you have a little bit of a rundown. I have my rundown, too. We ended up having some teams we shouted out that we also missed, too, as well, I think. And I think the one team we missed out on that deserves a shout-out, I don't think we hit on them last week, is Bohica Softball. They ended up finishing 13th in Mojo. Uh, they were 6-2 and two on the weekend, 131 runs scored, and 102 runs against. So, I mean, they ended up finishing 13th out of however many teams were there, 140. And they ended up putting up a good fight. And I think we kind of just looked over them early on last week. But wanted to give a shout-out to them, guys. You had Cardiac Kids, you guys, Crazy Shorts team, 25th place, Cardiac Kids, 77 runs scored, 72 runs against. So just shows you right there, too. You guys were in dogfights all throughout the weekend, without a doubt. Uh, in the cut, 2-2, two and two, 47 runs scored, 40 runs against. And the Cleveland Knights tied within the cut. This is where the constellation brackets get a little confusing, but they were six and six, and I didn't end up jotting down their runs scored and runs against. But you said you ended up having the top three for Mojo for E as well, right, Crazy Shorts? Um, yeah, I think we had a third place finish of Bobcats, um, second place finish of Rampage out of PA, and I believe the first place was Illis out of Michigan. Yep, and Illis, too, that was one of the things I ended up having for the top three. They ended up going 9-1 and one on the weekend, 164 runs scored and 82 runs against. So, I mean, they, wow. they it was a tough team you ran into regardless, and I want to kind of – I want to admit the truth here because we ended up kind of, I guess, as two Ohioans, got a little bit cocky because we ended up saying that our top three – we didn't see anybody outside of Ohio because Ohio runs softball and this and that. And for all those guys that are listening out of state, I don't want to apologize necessarily, but I want to admit that I was wrong and that this weekend, the team from PA, the two teams from Michigan, shout out to you guys. You ended up making us eat our words. You made Ohio look a little less humble than what we were going in. And you definitely humbled us, but Shout out to you guys for the out-of-state ones. But regardless, Ohio softball, look out for any of us, though. That's all I got to say for that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, shout out to all you uh, out-of-state teams. Uh, we ran into our, our fourth game against that Illinois team. Uh, Should have been three. I Man, hats off to them. Them dudes were just balling all around, uh, offensively, defensively. I mean – only so much you could really do defensively the first game. It was a freaking ocean out there, and the outfield dudes were just flashing around, and it, it just is what it is. But, yeah, ha uh, hats off to those guys. Um, I linked up with one of their teammates. It, it could have been one of their coaches. His name's Terrence, and uh, he's going to be linking us up with maybe some Illinois tournaments in the future. Oh, hell, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's unique. That's definitely – that's honestly one of my favorite things about softball, I'd say, is all like the local teams that you end up having because these guys from Michigan, from PA, from New York, from Illinois, they end up coming out here to Ohio for Mojo all the time. But like you said, you end up playing against better competition or just different competition because we all play amongst each other enough times, whether or not it's league ball, whether or not it's tournament ball. Getting a different change of scenery, sometimes your players that aren't usually – your top guys, sometimes traveling that home away from home, they might end up surprising you because it's no pressure. They feel like there's no pressure whatsoever for those out-of-state tournaments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and shout-out to Joe, too. I forgot about that. We ended up having a 
on Sunday. We ended up leaving, and the one guy was wearing an LSU shirt, and he said they drove 16 hours to Ohio, and he was sleeping, like 16, 17 hours. He was sleeping, but they all drove 16 hours, and they were still there Sunday morning. So that shows they weren't getting back until late Sunday night, Monday morning. Wow. That's Could you imagine that? And, like, that's how we said that it's softball Columbus, Mojo, the center hub of softball, and you're traveling that long. And the good thing is, too, is they were great people to chat with, too. We ran into them, chatted for a little bit. The typical, hey, where are you guys from? And they're like, oh, we're, we're from here, obviously. And they're like, oh, well, we're from Texas. We traveled up 16 hours away, and we're like, we just had a two-hour drive. That was kind of an easy snooze drive, go back, and stretch when you get out of the car and that was it and that was the simplicity of it but texas man and i wish i would have ran into them a little bit earlier just because you could end up seeing these teams from out of state play and obviously they were even saying too with the weather difference that the cold weather it wasn't necessarily a thing to affect them because dallas has just been as cold texas has just been as cold for the last three months or so and they just had a tornado and they were gone well in Ohio, so they're like, well, we don't know what we're coming back to necessarily. <laughs> uh, so I honestly had the pleasure to meet a couple uh, lads from Canada. Uh, we, we were just out smoking, and they walked by, they smelled it, and sure enough, they had joined us. And next thing you know, we were conversating for <laughs> God knows how long, but interesting characters, and they 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 were telling us their their whole mission along away from Canada down to Ohio. I think that team you're talking about too is the team we faced in the second our second game on Thursday too because that was a Canadian team built from New York or whatever. Won the consolation of our, Yep, New York Militia or something like that. Yeah. Yep, that was the same team we played against and they just seemed like a couple of good dudes too cuz I want to say a couple of the guys on Wahoo/TBC they ended up chatting with them after the game as well just because Somebody said something about Canada, and they're like, well, what are you doing down here? Like, that's a travel. And they're like, well, they either came from New York or they came through Michigan, one way or another. <laughs> yeah. But they were, that they were coming through Buffalo. Yep. That, it's the easier yeah, way. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 but I want to end up hitting on C and D division for men and as well before John ends up joining us. I want to hit on the fact that a former E-team, Fairview Softball, yeah, they're an Amish team. They might not be seeing this, but either way, they deserve the shout-out because they finished in second place in D, and that was their first D tournament, I think, or their first major D tournament. They went 8-2, and two, 182 runs scored, 120 runs against. And they're all young, 16, 17, 18, mainly 17-year-olds that were on that team when I checked out their roster when they ended up winning that when I saw that they finished in second. Just because curiosity peaks. And you had that team finishing first. They were 8-1, and one, 173 runs scored, 132 runs against. And then legendary Kingsford D ended up finishing in third. They went 6-2, 125 runs scored, and 88 runs against. So those top three teams, you see why they ended up being in the top three with that run scored, runs against differential. You ended up having about 40 runs, 60 run difference from those games. And that's why you're finishing where you're at on – Come Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows how tough the Amish are. And especially to get bumped to D. Yeah, it don't matter. It don't matter. Sanction. No, not at all. They will battle with the best on any day. 
And the thing is, too, is that we ended up playing against those guys enough times last year, and now they're sitting in second place in D. And speaking of teams that are new to a new conference as well, if you want to call that conference division, Young Money. They're in C. They ended up finishing in third place, and on Sunday they made a good run as well. They ended up fighting back, I think, in their game before the third place game. They went 5-2 and two on the weekend, 166 runs scored, 132 runs against. The Hornets finished in second, 5-2. and two. And Van Wert Frakers, once again, 8-1, and one, coming away with C. I want to say that March Madness was the same thing with them. And looks all too familiar almost that that was the same situation with Van Wert. They look like they're – those three teams for C, those would be the three teams I think you look out for this year in C regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's anyone's game, but the, those seem to be the teams that are coming out blazing, guns blazing. And that's the thing too is, like you said, it doesn't matter what level of competition you have enough of these guys that it's just softball. It doesn't matter your rank in the end. That that it's kind of like that's always like the lackadaisical saying is that it's just softball. I want to play open. I want to do this. It's just that level of competition. And teams like Fairview Softball, teams like Young Money for the last two years have kind of proved that. They're just willing to play against everybody. And yeah, James ended up mentioning, too, C is wide open. So if you're in C this year, or if you're just a softball fan in general, keep an eye out for C. Follow along on those live streams, these tournaments. I mean, especially if James is saying that, I it makes it that much more interesting. And also, it's still early on, so I guess you could say any Very division early. is wide open right now. Very early But at on, least to make a statement day. early on, that's the key, regardless, because then people start talking. Like us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, well, overall, I, I would say everybody got the typical mojo experience. You got some good weather, you got some bad weather, and you got to gel with the gang. Oh, yeah, and you got some nice merch, too. Shout out to the, the Sunday tents right there, which I ended up looking hard enough on that. And I'm like, does that say One Nation in the background of the writing? And it does. So nice. got to wear some softball gear. I, I never, within three years, I've never ended up getting anything softball gear-wise for D1, through One Nation, for anything. And finally, year three, we finally got it. Ladies and gents, we got it. <laughs> it was due. Yeah, long overdue, without a doubt. I didn't get nothing. Uh, I looked around a little bit, but didn't get nothing. That's usually I, what my role was in the years past. It was always check it out. Was there something interesting? And I'm like, ah, nah. And then last year, I think I ended up leaving early Sunday morning. So once they had the batting glove sale that day, uh, shout out to Cisco. He ended up picking me up a pair of batting gloves, and this year I returned the favor for him because that's what brothers do. You end up looking out for each other, and I looked out for him this year because he looked out for me. That's the way it rolls, and if you're out of the area and you're back at home, why not? It's going to save them a trip, and they might end up wanting it, and why are you going to argue against the fact of a brother that's going to end up helping you out? He didn't have to do that, and it's all the good people in softball. It's all about your friends. It's all about your connections when you aren't around, too. Yeah, definitely. It's always uh, nice to have a, a bit, another pair of eyes out on the sales. Yeah, absolutely. If it's not in the softball group chat with your team, at least somebody hears about it. Yeah, definitely. 
But before we end up having John end up joining us here shortly, we have probably about four more minutes or so, roughly. Uh, I want to end up going into women's for B, D, and E. You ended up having Angry Beavers win B. They went 5-1, and one, 111 runs scored, 46 runs against. That's a good defensive team right there, just looking at the numbers right there. That was a 70-plus run differential almost, 65, I believe, if I do math right, but I hate math. Uh, Extreme Associates went 7-2, 178 runs scored, 90 runs against. Again, that run differential, that's the key. Without a doubt in softball, you want to end up having that comfortable number, roughly the sayings, 22 plus, 24 runs or so, and you're in good shape. But I also want to end up taking a backtrack to that statement too because Slim and Chubbies, I think they hit a game that they won 44 to 32 at some point over the weekend on Friday or Thursday night. So sometimes that saying isn't always true. Yikes. And in third place for women's B, you had outcasts, three and two. I believe they had 82 runs scored and 70 runs against. And then for women's D and women's E, women's D, you had Lady OSC, 6-0, 6-0 in first place, not even having to worry about getting double-dipped whatsoever. 103 runs scored, 33 runs against. Again, talking just similar like Angry Beavers and B. That's that run differential, and that just shows good defense. Or else that, that noise level of being able to rally your team together, you could get in a team's head really easily. And sometimes they just can't hit. And sometimes you run into those weekends too. And that's that's softball. That's the lovely thing of softball. And then lastly, in women's E, Heathens ended up finishing in first place, 7-1 and one on the weekend, 80, 98 runs scored and 65 runs against. And in second, Lady Vengeance went 5-2 and two in E, 74 runs scored and 55 runs against. So, Shout out. I wanted to cover everybody, so I made sure to end up including in women's this week, finally, because you guys deserve to get recognized as well. But what a weekend, and that weather was atrocious, to say the least. So, I mean, everybody was windburnt. You had porta potties trash cans, windburn, sunburn, hail. You name it, we probably saw it this weekend, without a doubt, including that cop, the, that chase with the cops or the state troopers on the highway. I mean, you ended up having the fight between two New York teams. I think that's somehow connected to you guys as well, that you ended up almost playing the winner of that game or something along the lines of that, I heard. Yeah. It was it was a wild ride. It was, I mean, it, would it be Mojo without any of those things? No, it? no, it? not at all. It reminds me of growing up with, like, the home days because always the, every year at home days, like the local home days, it was tradition ever since I was growing up, and it's not a good one. But there was always a fight between some couple, and it was always like a senior in high school and somebody else. And it was always the dumbest fight at the home days for that city every single year that it seemed like it was tradition. And that's kind of like what you're saying with Mojo, the chaoticness, it's tradition. So it just makes sense. I'm just glad to know and to see that other out-of-state teams fight among themselves when they're out-of-state. Instead, like, right? Yeah. Usually, usually, when these out-of-state teams, you know, if there's more than one in the same state, they're almost like super brotherly set up with the other team. They they show support, they show love. You don't see them like talking crap amongst each other. Compared to Ohio teams, on the other hand, if we don't like each other at home, we definitely ain't gonna like each other out of state. Uh, I, I've seen that many different times. Ohio teams just fighting whether it's just an arguing shouting match 
or actually getting down and tussling, throwing some fists and whatnot. Uh, so it's good yeah. to see that it ain't just an Ohio thing. It's because for a while I thought it was until really this weekend. I, I thought it was that was my first time seeing like two, uh, two teams from the same state fighting in our state. Usually it's us. Right. Fighting. So maybe it's just an Ohio thing, honestly. Who knows? But well, without going oh, man. any further, <laughs> we got big John Williams here. He's joining us now. John, how are you doing? Oh, he was there. Where'd he go? What's going on, John? We are not worthy. There we go. We live? Yeah, we're live. All right, all right. What's going on, fellas, man? Thank y'all for having me, man. Oh, well, no, well, thank well. you, John, for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure, man. Well, you have a lot to Is say. Is that our guy Cisco in the background cutting the hair? You know, man, I'm sorry, fellas. I had to uh, get myself a little <laughs> cut before I take off on Thursday for Vegas, man. Guys, hey, that just shows it just shows the proof behind it. What's in Vegas? Uh we got the conference U Triple SA opener out there. Um starting this weekend. Uh get to uh go ahead and go back at it in another year and this time it's a little different than the rest. I get to uh be the defending champion for once, man, and try to uh go ahead and hold it down again and get a little repeat going. Oh, yeah, man. that's that's always the nicest pleasure too. Is once you're the the defending champ and you end up having to defend that crown, you already know, John. No matter what sport, you got a target on your back, and that just makes you play a little bit more harder and have a little bit more fun, just because you know that you're the champ too, as well. You are absolutely correct, my brother. You are absolutely correct. Uh, myself personally, though, I'm the type of person I don't ever. Feel that uh, I want a break or I get a break. I feel like I need to push harder, if that makes sense. I need to go a little bit more to show that it wasn't a fluke or something, you know, or uh, it just wasn't a one-time thing or one-off. And that we're here to stay. Yeah, that's the motivation right there. The doubters. That's that's for sure. Um. Let everybody know what team you're playing with this weekend. Well, in general for the year, shall I say? I will. Uh, I'll be back with MPT Reynolds uh, out of Newark, New Jersey. Or actually, I'm sorry. Um, where are they from? Out of New Jersey. I forget the town name. Out of New Jersey, though. Uh, MPT Reynolds. Um, going on my fourth year and going into my fourth season now with them. Uh, looking forward to it, man. We added a couple guys. Um, going to be a uh, very good season I feel uh, we got a lot of stronger I think as a team so just got to see how everybody puts it together and uh, how we all gel and mesh and uh, go definitely going to be some little growing pains there always is isn't there yep absolutely I mean I, no one from playing with a first year team right now this year absolutely understand the growing pains but that's a part of the brotherhood that we were talking about, and that's why Mojo Meet Weekend, you ended up gaining that camaraderie with your guys. You ended up getting to know each other. That's the best part, though. You end up hanging out, and, I mean, 
or Norway for Wahoo slash TBC when we were at the Airbnb. When we had some downtime Friday, we ended up watching some conference games on YouTube because what else are you going to do when you're down in Columbus watching some softball, playing some softball besides watch more softball? <laughs> I hear that, brother. You can't ever get away from the game, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, this, that's a big part of it, man. Sometimes, sometimes people don't necessarily uh, give it a full shot. You know, sometimes you may not have success early. Sometimes, you know, it might be some struggles early on, you know. You might not be putting up the runs that you think you should be. Uh, maybe your defense isn't as uh, tight and locked as you think it should be. But you know what? That just comes all with playing, playing with the guys next to you, getting used to each other. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, just sticking it out, sticking together. Yeah, definitely. That definitely sounds about right to me, too, getting, uh, getting comfortable with that guy next to you. And then once you gel, usually takes off from there for sure. In my experience, what about yours, Peyton? I mean, obviously, you end up – and speaking of with – and I know we're not talking with them, but the barber that's doing John Williams' hair and beard right now, Cisco, we've chatted about it before too. It's that chemistry. I've played with Cisco enough times that you end up getting to learn somebody a certain way. And once you end up playing with a certain group long enough, you want to know what their movement is, what their thought process is. You want to gain that chemistry, and that's in any sport, basketball, football, baseball, softball. You want to get to know your brothers on that field or on the court one way or another just because you got to know which way they're thinking and they got to know which way you're thinking. And that's what makes you guys a better team in the end without a doubt. Exactly. When it actually comes down to it, man, in the end, it's going to be like you guys are all moving like water together, man. You're going to know what the guy next to you is doing. Without even having to say anything, you guys are just going to be in sync and be on the same page. Definitely. Um, and also, before I end up forgetting too, just because I I'm so not used to these working usually, but if you guys are unfamiliar with John Williams, here's a clip of one of his moonshots, and he just doesn't always hit moonshots. He can play the game any other way. I've heard I've seen him rip it down the third base line. I've hit him. Seen him fly balls to the outfield, and it sounds like a, the loudest pop in the neighborhood of Oakwood Park in Lorain, Ohio. But regardless, here's the video of John Williams hitting a shot. I honorable. ball. You're not coming back anytime soon whatsoever. <laughs> I uh, wasn't able to catch the video there. For some reason, it didn't pop through on my end. Uh, which one do you guys happen to look at there? Oh, God, that's... Uh, that was on – it looked like it was in Florida. Was it with the uh, Ohio Challenge Cup team? No. no, but we do have that one too. It was an older one. <laughs> it wasn't a newer one. We're going to end up the Ohio Challenge Cup one too because we got that one on dial too. If you oh, feel more confident yeah. with that shot. <laughs> yeah, if it's down in Florida, it's probably got to be a good one, man, because we got to actually hit it to get out there. It was a red jersey. All right, here we go. Yeah, the red and blue with the red jersey, blue pants. It didn't look MPT. Dumb. It looked dumb. MPT. Was it maybe year one or something? I believe that might have been uh, my second year, our second year there. Um might have, yeah, the first year we went, yeah, the first year we went major. 
They kind of look a little purplish. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that was uh, that was the second year with MPT. Uh, we first year major team. You gonna drop that uh, Ohio the Ohio one? Cup challenge? Yeah, we can do that too. Here Ohio we go. Four in the top of the third. Victor Anderson Gladyship back with us. U Triple S A Challenge Cup. Men's and women's major B and C divisions. Taking center stage at the, com at the Space Coast Complex this weekend. And that is a no-doubter by John Williams. And Ohio ties it up at six. Great and that one was uh, against Georgia, the Ohio Cup team. The commentary flawless. And that's the best thing, honestly. No! <laughs> God, I need to commentate one of those games. Yeah, they, oh, uh, it, they do a good job down there, actually. They do a real good job, the commentators, man. A lot of the guys are very insightful. Um, a lot of them are ball players, you know, so they kind of they, – they know a lot of the guys out there and stuff too, and it's actually very good. Awesome. So let me ask you this, John, from a, from a broadcasting standpoint too, just because – if anybody hasn't known yet, and I'm always going to toot my own horn a little bit, I work in radio and have the broadcasting side. So when it comes to commentary before games, do they end up ever coming up to you before the games to end up getting like fun facts or interesting stats to end up plugging during that broadcast before you end up playing? Or is that just kind of printed off sheets like you would at like, let's say Guardians games with like a stat statistician almost? Honestly, man, sometimes they know some things about you that you ain't even never told them before or they've never even asked them about. They just turn up some information <laughs> on you that is like, whoa, where'd you hear that from? Um, but, yeah, they, they kind of they, they talk to you and, you know what I'm saying, sometimes, like I said, guys have some input on you also that they run with and stuff, and uh, they uh, they definitely do their research a little bit too. I'm ready to take it back. Back to the day of high school. Let's hear mm. some stories on this. Did you do high school ball? Let the people know. Yes, I did. <laughs> what what um, position did you play? Let's go in depth there. Uh, I was actually a shortstop in high school. Um, and I pitched. Um, like I said, I come from a time where you do it all. <laughs> it's not just a pitcher or a hitter. You're... you're a position player too. We didn't have a huge uh, pool of kids that play. You know what I'm saying? Where you could have just one position for every guy. But um, I did a little bit of everything. Um, I was fortunate enough to be a part of something that my uncles created, um, where they made and took a a tennis ball shooting machine. And ultimately, like, just like the gist of it, souped it up to basically shoot tennis balls at 130 miles an hour. Um, and the whole premise was that your eyes, just like everything else in your body, are a muscle. And you can strengthen them. So when you stand there and you watch a tennis ball go by at 130 miles an hour and then slow it down to 90, it looks like a beach ball coming at 50. Okay. Um, so I was uh, 
I was, like I said, I was fortunate enough to be able to do that all the time. And um, it really helped me in my abilities with baseball and my abilities with hitting. Um, so I, but I wasn't just a baseball player. I was a three-sport athlete. Um, up until high school, I actually swam um, competitively for eight years. Um, what was your uh, what was your thing for swimming? What stroke, I guess? <laughs> uh, two hundred butterfly and two hundred freestyle. Okay, I can't do either. I couldn't swim for the longest time. I just did shallow end or medium depth. That's all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, picture in in a speedo with doing the backstroke. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus I've right. I've got about a hundred of those probably. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I swam up until high school, and uh, I was actually very good at that. I uh, made it to the Junior Olympics, um, and I uh, was a Junior Olympic champion uh, in 200 butterfly and 200 freestyle. Oh, damn. So, uh, yeah, by well, the time I got to high school, I kind of wanted to try something different, and uh, – I ended up picking up basketball, um, so I played football, basketball, and baseball in high school. And swam. Did you do those all four years too, the trifecta? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm an honest person, and you know what? It's behind me now. And like I said, I've, everybody grows as a person. People make mistakes and stuff sometimes in life. And um, I made some bad choices in high school. I ended up getting kicked out of my high school. Um, and fortunately and lucky enough for myself, I had a good coach on my travel baseball team that allowed me to keep playing and, uh, actually helped me kind of turn everything around and get myself back on the right track. Um, and I played, uh, travel baseball out of Illinois for a team called top tier. And then that's when, cause you dabbled with the pros, right? Um, I was drafted out of high school by Minnesota, um, and then I went and played two years of JUCO ball, and uh, again made some bad choices, and uh, didn't end up getting to uh, go and they didn't end up resigning me. Hey, but you still made a pro, just not baseball, but you know. Kind of goes through some things in life, you know, and some trials and tribulations, and sometimes things don't necessarily go how you planned. But I uh, figured, you know, and I got kind of lucky. Um, I had a friend who brought me out to play slow pitch softball um, a while back. This is probably 2012 now, um, and never played before in my life, and. Came out and played and actually absolutely fell in love with it, man. Um, it kind of gave me an outlet where I didn't feel like I wasted everything that I've done in my life as far as practice-wise, as far as, you know, the countless hours of BP and pitching and, you know, everything like that. I feel like I, I softball gave me the outlet to feel like I didn't waste all of that. That, that, that was league? In 2012, when you started playing, that was league or tournament? Uh, league ball. <laughs> was that here or was that in Chi-Town? In Illinois, yeah, Chicago. Okay. And uh, 
actually, I kind of started out playing before that, though, was a uh, 16-inch uh, big yeah. ball. That's on my list to add. <laughs> There's so much more of this 16-inch. So is that really what you started playing with 16 or regular? Okay. Uh, so 16 I- is what I actually started playing. Um, and then uh, my buddy was like, well, there's a game that's a lot faster paced and they use the little yellow balls. I was like, all right, let's go try that out. Let's go see how that is. And uh, I pulled up to the park, man. And I, I, I want to say it was uh, in my prospect, Illinois. And uh, there was a team out there and it was called Wayne Co. And I was walking up to the park with my buddy, and I was watching these guys hit, man. And I'm like, damn, these guys are hitting that bad boy about 400. <laughs> that little ball of the bats? Man, I went up there the first time, man. I swear to God, I swung so hard, I almost threw my back out. I missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty crazy, man. And then uh, I kind of started finding more out about the slow pitch softball. Um, I got on my first uh, slow pitch travel softball team, I think in 2015, maybe, or 14, um, with a team uh, out of Illinois with a guy named Thomas Peckick. Um, pretty cool dude. Um, and then I got an opportunity to play a couple times up in, uh, which is northern Illinois, Crystal Lake. Um, and at the time, I had no idea who the guys were. Um, I had no idea really about softball, period. But uh, at the time, it was Travis Clark, um, the pitcher from Resmondo, um, other guys like Mike Umshai, who used to play with uh, Precision out of Illinois, um, and also played with like the Smashing Sports teams back in the day and stuff. And I had no idea at the time who them guys were. And, I started talking to people, and they were like, well, yeah, that guy plays for the United States men's slow pitch team. I was like, what? There's a United States men's slow pitch team? <laughs> right. Wow. How do, you get, how, do you, how do you get to that? Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you go about getting on that team? And uh, I started kind of asking around, man. And guys kind of told me you got to play tournament ball and stuff, and you kind of move around, and you start meeting people, and then people kind of see you play and might want to pick you up, and – yeah, and it just kind of was a uh, – it was like a whole laundry list of things that kind of went into play there. Um, and I believe in that same year, actually, um, I got a call from Jason Wilkins, who at the time was the sponsor for a team um, out of Illinois also called Compound Athletics. Or actually, I'm sorry, this was in 2015. This would have been the year after that. Um, I got a call from him to – come out and play in the Chicago major um, for each trip for the conference. And uh, I said, yeah, sure. Why not? And uh, thank you, Jason, for giving me the opportunity to be here now. Um, Cause this door wouldn't be open. I wouldn't be here sitting here talking with you guys right now. If he honestly didn't open the door for me. Um, Cause there was, I guess there was kind of like a knack or knock on me at the time saying how I wouldn't, wasn't very dependable or reliable. Um, and uh, at the time, now uh, this is me thinking too, and I guess I was kind of an asshole, but I'm like, 
Well, I'm playing on an E team that goes fucking 0-2 pretty much every weekend. I gotta miss I gotta miss work and I gotta pay for everything to get there, pay for all my equipment and shit. I was like, uh yeah, I'm gonna stay at work this Saturday, guys. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I couldn't really knock it, but um, yeah, so I had to kind of prove myself. I actually had to uh and now from where I live in Chicago to Joliet, where they play all play league night at, was probably about a 45-minute drive if there was no traffic. But during the week with traffic, I would have to leave work at pretty much like 3.30 and get in traffic just to get there by 7 for a 7.30 game. Um, so I kind of had to do, show them, you know, and these guys, when they kind of, they're paying for flights and stuff and you know, and this is going for anybody that gets a shot. Anybody out there that gets an opportunity to play or somebody asks you to come and play, show up. Show up. Doesn't matter how you do. Doesn't matter if you go fucking 10 for 12, fucking 12 for 12, or 2 for 12. Show up. Because that knock on you could be the, the door closed to a lot of places if you want that. Um, don't, don't sell yourself short. Give yourself that opportunity at least. Um, but yeah, I had to, I had to kind of prove myself and prove that I wanted to do this and show that I, I wanted, I really wanted to play and I wanted to take this seriously and be very competitive about it. Wow. I mean, well, that, that's definitely good advice. Uh, definitely, definitely good advice. I want to, I want to jump on to, um, well, congrats on being a father. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Thank you, thank you. That was How are you loving man. that life? I know oh, it has its ups and downs, but I, yeah, I, you know, I'm used to it. I've been. Uh, she's, she's not the first one for me, um, but yeah. she's our our first one. Yeah. But man, I, to be honest, man, she's she's sweet, man. She's a good baby. Um, she started probably, I would say, sleeping mainly almost all the way through the night about. Three weeks ago now or so, two weeks ago. Um, so that's helped a lot. But, I mean, she's she's very, very sweet baby, man. She doesn't fuss too much. She's not, like, a crier or anything, man. Um, she's big as hell already. <laughs> uh, and there's a reason sweet. why her dad's called Big John, though, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, – I used to joke around with Kai. I used to say she was going to come out looking like Marla Hooch. I don't know if you know who that is from uh, a league of our own. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, wow, what a hitter. <laughs> not, not the prettiest of them all, but wow, what a hitter. But, man, we got lucky. <laughs> She's a very beautiful little girl, man. Well, thank goodness that didn't happen. How's uh, Grandpa Paul? Is that Grandpa Grandpa Paul's kid, he's oh man, he's living life, man. He's loving, it. he's enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, probably yeah. happy as hell. Yeah, man, he's a uh, smile ear to ear every time he steps through the door. That's awesome. Uh, how? All right, let's uh get a little back on topic here. Let's go back to bat number one, the John Williams. Bat number one. That was Anarchy? Uh, no, nah, man. Goes back a little farther than that. I actually had a, a combat out there. I was on a combat with a lot of the oh, guys. Geez. 
combat. Yeah, that was, about it. Tell us about it. Uh, honestly, I'll tell you the truth. That was probably arguably one of my most favorite seasons I've ever played yet. Even yeah. after winning this year and stuff, man, it's uh, the guys on the combat team, man. Because um, I, I was, I'm, I'm like, another instance where I'm just fortunate enough to be a guy in the right spot at the right time, man, where it was combat last season, man. They closed down the doors there after that year. Um, they ended up merging over with Easton and took some tech over that way and stuff and whatnot. But uh, thank you, Don Cooper, for giving me an opportunity to play at the major level, man, and believing in me. Um, that was one of the best years I've ever had, just for the simple fact of the guys on the team, man. Um, I made a lot of I met a lot of guys on the team that I consider and I actually talk to pretty much, I would say on like almost a weekly basis where I'm jumping around with them or on every weekly basis or something, man, with like guys like Flip Washington, Chris Griner, uh, Zach Messer, um, Brian Zirkle, OG KP, the little one, uh, Nick Sansone out of Vegas, which I hopefully I get to see this weekend when I fly out there. Um, I want to come check out that wiffle ball, which you also, by the way, Nick, um, he plays in a wiffle ball league now, man. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome. A little off yeah, we'll come back to that or something. But, uh, yeah, man, just, just, <laughs> the guys on that team, man, are, are, are like brothers to me, man. And like I said, I talk to them all the time, man. And I, I can't say how much love I got for those guys because they kind of showed me the way. You know, I'm just – thank you, brother. I'm just a young dude, man, coming into the game. I don't really know anybody yet, man. And these dudes took me under the wing and they showed me and showed me the way, man. Um, the coach of the team, man, gave me some great advice um, along the way. Uh, Jeff Wallace, who's a great dude, man. And I, I thank Jeff for everything that he, he taught me, man, and the conversations we had. Um, and then we had some crazy old school veterans like Dennis Ruley, um, who just is arguably, I would say, probably one of the most stone cold hitters to ever play. Uh, the guy will fucking 16 hop it through the infield in any hole. <laughs> it's <totally recovered. laughs> uh, so I mean, this yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, wow, that's just it takes you back, man. I'm sure that brings up a wild, uh, a bunch of memories for you. So it's hard. Oh to, yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Catching <laughs> you off guard. It ain't like I sent you a little list on things we're going over. So it's just I can only imagine the simulation <laughs> that you're going through right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how many bats total are we talking about John Williams editions through all the brands or signatures, models, whatever you want to call them? How, what are we at total? Oh, this thing as long as you think, man. It's just uh, kind of smaller. I uh, I had an ASA line out with Monster. People I know. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, uh, I had an ASA one out with Monster. Thank you, Carl. You know what I'm saying? Leslie, y'all are fantastic over there. Um, appreciate y'all very much. And uh, then uh, the Anarchy. Um, guys at Anarchy were top-notch guys, man. Chad, Mike, fucking Kevin. It's just it, everybody, man. I was lucky, man, to meet some good people in this game, dude. Um, and uh, now the fellas at Juno, man. Rip, Mark, Phil, y'all gave me an opportunity, man, and I thank y'all very much. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to try to do my best. I'm going to try to represent the best I can, man. And, um, and, you know, I feel like I feel like I've been just kind of been – 
like I said, lucky, man. Um, kind of in the right spot at the right time, man, and around the right people. Um, steer me in the right direction, pretty much, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Give me some good advice, you know, and guys that I can I can turn to and count on and shit. So it's, it's, it's yeah, a lot of luck, man. A lot of luck. Well, that actually leads me to my next question. And if you don't mind me jumping in for one of my questions, it just kind of segues right there. I mean, John, anybody that's played with you, against you, I mean, it's either in Lorraine that it's happened before that we've gotten the pleasure to play with you and you're always giving back advice. Who was the guy or who was the group of people that ended up inspiring you to give back to the local guys that you end up knowing? Like even being on the podcast today, for example, something you don't have to do, but who ended up inspiring you that ended up giving back so much to the guys that's local, like for right now in Ohio, anytime people ask you for advice, me personally, I have two with my swing. And I feel like anybody that has, you're always there to give great advice and who inspired you to end up carrying yourself that way and passing that along, I guess. Uh, I'd honestly have to probably say that's my uncle, man. My uncle Ray Felkel, man. He, uh, was that the at early ball? age, yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> at early age, he kind of uh, he coached me through everything. He coached me and my brothers through everything, pretty much until we got to high school. Um, and he kind of he kind of told me I had a responsibility. You know, I, I had a responsibility to. And this is this is actually a conversation that I had with him. I would say probably about. 10 years ago now, you know, you told me I had, I had a responsibility to pass on the knowledge and stuff that I know. And at the time he was more so talking about for my son, uh, my oldest son, Drake, but, uh, I kind of took that and what he was saying. And I took it as I have a responsibility to teach and grow any game that I have some knowledge in or anything that I have have a kind of a, a, a foothold in, or if, if I have something that I can pass on that will help even just one person, it might not help everybody because no, not, no two people are the same. But if I have something yep. in my mind, in my head that I can give and pass on to somebody that helps just one person, then, then you've succeeded. And that's kind of how he's always taught me that, man. And that's kind of what he even, even as a young kid, he said, where I, I might have known plays that other kids didn't know, or I'm because, like I said, my uncle's the coach, and I had all the playbooks and shit like that. So I was <laughs> actually studying all the plays before they could even see what was covered to practice. And you know, he's like, "Oh, if you if you know something or you see somebody not doing something, step up, help them out, show them the right way." And uh, I feel like that just stayed with me, man. It's just always been there. It got to make you feel good, too, to watch other people succeed just by giving them a little bit of information. It definitely does. It definitely does. And there was actually a uh, there was actually a lady this weekend uh, on uh, Kai's team that she has the ability to hit home runs, serious home runs. And she... First of all, wasn't necessarily in the right spot in the box where now she's reaching for a lot of stuff out front and low. And uh, all I really did was just I kind of told her, hey, move up a little bit. You moving up is going to bring the pitch height up, and you're going to catch it coming through a little bit higher. 
You hit it up here where it's at higher. Don't let it drop. And she didn't hit two home runs right after that. Um, so, yeah, it does. I actually had a big smile on my face over there as she did that. And I got to, I, 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 I'm not, obviously, I'm partaking and I'm just watching, but just even watching her and seeing her celebrate with her team, that brought a smile to my face. You know, that means that she's happy. You know, and like I said, you make one person happy, you've done your job. And my ultimate goal is to try to grow the game, man. You know, I don't ever want to see it. This is a game that I love. I've grown to love. Um, so I just want to see it keep getting better. I just want to see people keep moving up. I want to see keep the game and everybody else's games just get better. Um, and that's, yeah. It's ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, how, how are you? Uh, okay, so you're, you're for us smaller guys and gals, you give us this information and we look, we almost in a way look up to you. So we take this advice, whether it's right, wrong, we're hearing it from the fucking pro, take the pro's advice first off, try it. And if it don't work, then we can knock it, but we're going to try it, you know, compared to other, any other guy, we're going to maybe not take that information so directly. How are you at receiving taking orders when you're a player and your coach tells you to do something? How I, I how do you take it? Do you, do you just do it or do you consider it and then you do it? <laughs> um, all right, so I'm gonna give you the honest answer, man. I'm gonna give you guys the honest answer here. Um, now this might just be because, I, like I said, I got a tight knit pretty tight-knit, close group of guys on the team that I play for. Um, but I get asked to do things all the time. I, you know, I might, my coach or sponsor, Mark, might ask me to go and play first base or something or, you know, go and catch this in here. Hey, you're down this game. Um, and just me, the type of person that I am, I'm always kind of like joking around because I'm a lighthearted person, you know what I'm saying? I don't ever want the, the fun aspect of the game to be taken away. And I don't ever want, you know what I'm saying? Because once that happens, there ain't no sense in doing it no more. If you ain't having fun, don't even waste your time doing something. Right. But uh, I kind of I kind of give them some shit, you know what I'm saying? I kind of talk a little shit and be like, ah, uh, you want me to go up over here? Huh? Why? Why? Because I'm showing out over there? <laughs> you know, I kind of I joke around with it, you know what I'm saying, and just mess around. I'm very lighthearted dude, but... Uh, at the same token, I will always go and do my best wherever he asks me to go or wherever I'm told to go. Um, I'm here to win. I'm not here to lose. Obviously, there ain't nobody want to lose. Um, nobody's trying to fucking make errors. Nobody's trying to fucking make outs. Um, so I, but I'm I'm the type of person I I will go and give my every bit of me and all 110 percent of me um, for whatever you ask me to do. Yeah, so I picture uh, your coaches there. They're talking to each other when they want to make a move for you. They go, you tell them. No, you tell them. No, you tell them. They don't want to get heckled. <laughs> oh, man, them dudes ain't afraid of nothing. They'll be like, hey, fat ass, get on over to first. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we're paying you for? Like, All right. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, they they they're good dudes. Like I said, I've I've just been fortunate enough to be around guys who are are they match my my level of idiocy. That makes sense. <laughs> hey, that's all that matters, though. Honestly, yeah, like I me with the teams I've been on, 
I'm the goofiest guy, and I'm going to say the dumbest things possibly, and it's just going to make you laugh and just be like, hold on a second. What did he just say? And that just ends up having exactly. more fun for everybody. Exactly, man. And you know what? Honestly, whatever happens after that, dude, most of the time, you turn around and you look, and you, you'll be winning. You'll be winning games. You'll be fighting right there. Yeah. You have your opportunities, man. And that's what it's about. Most of the time, I feel like I've done my winning when we don't think about it. We're just out there playing fucking softball, and then the wins just come. I feel like mm-hmm. when you go out there, like, all right, we have to win this weekend. You know, we're playing this team. Let's fucking put it on them. I feel like that's when we blow it the most, shall I say. It's just because there's so much pressure that we build upon ourselves. It's just yep. like and, – and that's the thing. Nobody wants to lose. You know, sometimes we're taking off of work for these tournaments or whatever it is or missing money all around, and it's like nobody mm-hmm. wants – but at, where do you draw the line? You have to be able to accept loss and move on from it at some point, whether it's 0 for 2, 2 and 2, I don't care what it is. Eventually, just by saying when you're not winning, you don't win all the time, you have to learn to draw, draw it with your – like I said, no one wants to lose, but you have to do it for yourself. Some people can't do that. Some people take losses so hard and they can't move on from it. They hate the team. They, they leave the team, whatever the situation is. It's it's just what was yeah, that's, You just want to over. I definitely understand what you're saying, and I definitely understand the, the you know, uh, and I was on a team, and I was on a team, and hmm, I want to say maybe it was 2019. And now listen, hear me out here. Get this right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, we played, I would say, probably five tournaments, maybe six, maybe five. I think it was five tournaments. And out of those five tournaments, we didn't have a single tournament that we didn't finish in the top three. Okay. And – we had guys on that team who weren't happy with that. They we had guys on the team that weren't happy with – and we go off of points. You know what I'm saying? So a top three finishes in the first five tournaments, which two of those are dual tournaments, which big points. Well, I think we got second and first in one of those. Guys weren't happy with that, man. They imploded the team. How much of that comes down to two and thinking as a player perspective to – how much of it do you have to end up considering as an individual that you're not always going to please everybody? You're always going to have a teammate that's going to be upset because, like, that's just human nature. You're not always going to please anybody and everybody. But, like, in that case, obviously, you're finishing top three, like you mentioned, and that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You're getting points. But how much of that as a player do you end up having to control that you have to remember, well, there's no pleasing everybody, and how could you pick up that teammate? Or is it just kind of, you have to end up kind of staying away from that and not making it your business. Almost. You know what I mean? Like kind of in between like that, so yes, that you don't want to get in control, but you want the control for it. That's the only, that's one, one of the few, I'm not gonna say the only, but that's one of the few things that's different um, about where I play at. And then the lower levels is the fact that 
they made it kind of a business. It's kind of a business. Now, at the same token, I'm here to do my job, regardless whether somebody on the team likes me or not, if that makes right. sense. Right. Um, I'm here to do my job. You know, I'm here for a reason, and I'm going to get what I'm here to do done, period. Whether you like it or not, whether you like me or not, whether we hang out off, off the field, you know what I'm saying? I don't hang out with everybody on the team off the field. You know, they're just like you said, you can't please everybody. And sometimes, you know, I, I'm the type of person I like to stick to my people that I know, you know what I'm saying, is, is my rock solid. And that doesn't mean I don't like you. That doesn't mean I'm not going to joke around with you. That doesn't mean I'm not going to fuck with you. That means I ain't going to possibly go eat dinner with you. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I don't always hang out with everybody on the team. It just, right. it just, it's, it's just like I said, it's just part of it, man. You know, I under, and guys don't always, you know, and guys understand that. I feel like for the most part of, of where I play at, and uh, I just, you know, it's just just one of those few things that's different about the the levels there. You know, I'm not saying it's a job, but it's a job, man. Oh yeah, definitely a job. Definitely a job because if you don't perform. You might not keep your job. <laughs> might not be, yeah, might not be I mean, on the team, man. That's on any team, though, I guess, really. I mean, I guess if, well, you're lower, like, you're not wrong. you could suck and you could still hang around and see you next week, you know, but not in your case. You've you got to show out. I mean, you're not wrong, though, either. It's at the lower levels, too. Guys, you know what I'm saying? Guys don't perform. You're going to have to go find somebody else that can get it done out there. You know, because they're not, they're not just going to waste your time every weekend, like you said, to come out and hang out. You're here to win. We want to win some games. Right. You can still right. hang out, but right. you still want it to be a success at the end of the day that you're not questioning, why did I end up getting off work this day? Why did I take time away? Why did I travel? That's always something exactly. in the back of your head. Yeah. Yep. If we just want to play league, then we get to stick to league. But we want to play tournaments. You want to get some dubs out of there. Well, like I said, you got to win off the field, too, man, because – it, 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 when you're not getting paid and you're in, it, it, if you're playing with your friends, then like I said, stick to league. But in tournaments, it's like you got to pull together some wins sooner or later, or everybody's just not going to be on board for that anymore. Exactly. It makes sense to, to run a losing tournament team. What are you doing it for? Yeah. <laughs> you want to you want to hang out with the boys? And ah, okay, okay, let's get back to that. You get back in Ohio. <laughs> let's get back to that. Right. Let's take my money, you know. Well, this wiffle ball. Wiffle ball tournaments, <laughs> I want all that. Man, dude, my, my buddy plays in like a premier league, it seems like. I, I, I've i been watching, man. It's, it's legit, man. It looked like, I'm not going to lie, it looked like somebody's backyard, but it's a legit stadium field out there. Uh, yeah, like a little mini field. Like, it's freaking crazy. Dudes yeah. are making crazy up. diving catches. Oh, man. I mean, I've seen some of them like curveballs and sliders and shit that they yep. throw. I'm like, what? It just is foolish. Some of them Ten. balls that I've thrown. Ten foot got, of break. I got a couple of those like slurve balls or whatever they're called, those like cheater ones, and it shows like you uh -huh. know with the number and I can't throw anything. I, I can barely throw that I try to, to through the curve and it don't do nothing. The knuckles on it. Blitz ball, yes. Sweet nuts. Yep. That looks cool. Exactly what it is. Hey, we got it from my son. And I can't get that thing to get any motion on it. We watch these YouTube videos, TikTok videos. And these dudes are freaking throwing like 
Euphias's behind the back and shit. Yep. I'm like, what? I can't even throw a freaking change up with this thing. <laughs> and it could be a good thing though, because you might be looking at Tommy John surgery if you throw it the right way for once. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's hope that don't happen. Right. Exactly. That's the worst. That's the worst <laughs> surgery ever that you have to end up getting for in baseball, and it's always more and more consistent. It seems and. I, I want to ask your thoughts on that, though, John, just because you ended up saying you have kids, you had a daughter, just newly born in the last couple of months or so within the past year, for your son that you ended up saying for baseball. And it seems that enough times now with baseball players, it's almost promoted that you end up getting Tommy John surgery early on because then you could throw harder as you end up growing up and you're in high school. What are your thoughts on that as a whole? Just because it seems that when we were all growing up playing baseball, Tommy John surgery, that was the news you never wanted to hear. And now it's almost as if it's encouraging. I think there's a little more to it than that. I think it, it also – because the surgery is different now. The surgery is a lot different. They're not taking – uh, that loose tendon out of your hamstring that just kind of floats around in there to put in. I mean, you you get somebody, God forbid, and I hate to say it, but you could get a cadaver's freshly done Achilles tendon and put in there. And you're throwing hard. I don't think that's the way to go. I don't think I'm not a firm believer in that. I mean, if it happens, it happens, you know, but it's, I'm, I, I feel like that should happen naturally. You shouldn't be going out throwing, trying to, Blow your elbow out. <laughs> right. That's what I'm that saying. That should never be the fucking goal. And if people are teaching kids that, man, those people need to be fucking just beat. Because that's <laughs> terrible that you're doing that to kids. Yeah, that's... I mean, I, I taught my son right now. I, I, my son still doesn't throw a curveball yet. I mean, I've shown him. I've shown him the, the correct way. I've shown him how to hold it. I've shown him how to let it go right. But... I've also taught my son how to throw a split finger, change up, four-seam fastball, two-seam fastball. And on his own, unbeknownst to me, the motherfucker learned how to throw a knuckleball. And it's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, That's good. Uh, I believe it was last summer he threw it for the first time in the game. And uh, the kid in the box stepped out. And he was like, he's throwing a knuckleball. <laughs> Taking in his boots. You didn't know. You never. I don't think you'd ever seen one of those before in a game or anything. He threw it to him, and it was a strike. And man, it was good, man. That's How amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, just turned thirteen. Okay. Uh oh. Yeah, this was. Uh, I believe I want to say it was in Cooperstown uh, over the summer last summer. Okay. So is he playing in the uh, on his way to the little league tournament then? I think that's oh, right around the man. age. Thirteen's the cutoff, right? Yeah, he's right there. I mean, I've, uh, Illinois has got a lot of good baseball teams in it right now. Actually, man, there's a lot of good programs on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, we we ended up running into that. Uh, what was her name? I got it written down here somewhere. It was. Should have been three. They were out of Illinois, and uh, they were a great group of guys. And Terry Bowman, I believe Terrence Bowman is his name. And, we, yeah, we were in the parking lot chatting it up for a while. And nice. it was just 
it was very I look forward to coming out there. He said he's gonna hook us up with nationals and whatnot and, and we might be nice. Yeah. We might we'll see how that's it goes. Good. We'll see how it goes. That's, you know where you guys are gonna be playing the nationals out there? I have no Is idea. Wheeling? I gotta get in contact more with them. We're gonna talk more about it and see see how everything Okay. Yeah, man. If it's something wheeling, man, you're gonna have to let me know. I have yet to play out there anywhere in Illinois, so I'm I am Nice ballparks, man. Some really nice ballparks. They've been doing, uh, they've been surfing a lot of stuff too. Okay, yeah, then that's even better. Sure. <laughs> it just helps it's with actually, the weather uh, a little bit, man. Just going out of state and it rains. You know how many times we got? I don't know how many times we got to Tennessee and it got freaking rained out. I don't even think I ever finished a tournament out there. Can't stand I think it. That it's only one thing of weather in Tennessee, and it is rain. I've never been there, but it seems that way. Yeah, you got it. I feel like just <laughs> you got it, brother. Hey, once it rains too, here comes that humidity. Oh god, yep. that's what I've heard. Wondering. That's all I've heard. I told him, man, y'all gotta cut this jersey off of me, man. I can't, couldn't even pull it away from my body. <laughs> Last time I was there, it was a Saturday morning, and all of a sudden, it was a beautiful day during mid-game, like third inning, fourth inning, or something. The most craziest rainstorm comes out of nowhere, like real insane. dark. I'm talking about the fields were flooded in like 60 seconds, flooded, <laughs> and they're talking about play ball still. We're like, what oh are yeah, about Matt Adkins. I think we're and we were playing an Ohio team. I think it was Hoodstar or something. You know, he gets a a hit and he runs and I'm talking about I don't know what what in his mind sent him to second base because you could you couldn't even barely run there was a foot of water <laughs> on the field you know and he slides in the second base and I'm talking about a wave covers shortstop and middle and they're just like really you know we were like so fired up the most but they canceled it right after our game so they made us play yeah. in the rain. For absolute no reason. We didn't move on, you know. It, it was like, okay, thanks for that, you know. But, you know, I guess it, in all actuality, that's a memory I'll never, ever, ever forget. Was yeah. That's what you do, man. That's what the game does for you. It builds memories, man, just like that. Stuff to look back yeah. on and smile, man. Yeah, so, sure John, let me ask you this that. question. When it comes to softball, and I mean, it seems that they're so common, too, that there's so many super drafts. And from a conference player perspective, is that something that you end up ever looking into? Like, for example, like a Spiders draft, if we're talking about Tennessee, is that something that you ever end up looking into just because it's something that you hang out with a bunch of people? You could pass along advice and you're traveling and it's just new dudes that you're meeting overall or new, new women, new women's players. Is that something that's ever intriguing to you, or is that something as a conference player that it's not as intriguing just because you're already traveling more often than somebody that's no, a C three player? That and that's honestly, I'm the type of person, man. I love to go and play in things and places I've never played before and meet people I've never met because, um, first of all, those are those people they they watch too. You know, they they check out the live feeds and the live streams. They see the YouTube videos and stuff, the Facebook videos and stuff, and um, I like I like checking new people out. I like seeing different ways of living, man. I've never been the type of person that really likes to just sit still, you know, for too long. I'll even 
I, I'd probably say I'd be moving up out of Ohio in probably the next five, six years just because I want to go live in Utah. <laughs> For whatever reason, you know, it's just, I, I like to move around, man, because no two, no two areas live the same. And there's no two, like, same, like, groups of people, man. You know, everybody's got a little different twang about them. Uh, whether it be your food be a little different, um, you know, it's just shit like that, man. I like that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about going out to new places is trying the local food joints or especially like anything southern. I remember one time we went to Valdosta, Georgia for I believe it was a freedom tournament while we were out there. We went to this Little place. Valdosta. Yeah, we went to this place called Big Nick's and you know, it was super southern, and um, they had like gator bites. You yeah, know, all, big you got to be shitting me right now. There's gator bites here. You know, we got to try them. Big, big. And we, <laughs> you know, we ordered them, and you know, we all do like a cheers. You know, we try them, and and sure shit, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I was expecting some like disgusting, chewy. Some you never had before. It wasn't actually a very good edible. It almost tastes like chicken in a way. It's it like does. frog legs. Little... Exactly. There you go. The frog legs. Is it on yeah, I can't remember what everybody else got, but that was my. Uh, like I said, we go there. It's like yeah, at least try to try something that you don't normally have locally. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely, I love going to play in new places, man. I, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all for it. Um, love meeting new people, man. Um, cause then, you know, like I say, I have conversations. Anybody's always free to come up and say what's up or talk to me at any given time. Um, and I'll always talk to you. I just, this is the type of person I am, man. I'm never going to just turn somebody away. You know what I'm saying? Unless I'm like, got the baby in my arm or something and she's shitting on me or something. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'll, even then, I'll probably still be talking to you. <laughs> right? Just don't pay any attention from my neck down while there's shit on me. But just, just yeah. contact here. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, that's just that's the type of person I am, man. I've always been like that. Always will be. And that would make you big John the goat. I just I don't feel like there's enough guys, man. I don't feel like there's enough guys out there that 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 do that, man. That that. Try to pass the game on to the younger guys that, you know what I'm saying, that can run with it, you know what I'm saying, and the people that want to run with it. And that's ultimately what I look for is I'm not necessarily going to go up to somebody and be like, hey, look, you can do this. But if you – I see you're kind of struggling and you might be getting frustrated, then I will. Um, most of the time I, I let people come and ask me, hey, can you check out my swing or can you take a look because yep. – to me, that shows that you want to get better. You're going out of your way to come and ask. That means you really want to get better. You want help. You want to learn. You want to be able to progress in your game. And I can attest to that, too, because I've done it before when we played in Broadview Heights or whether it's Oakwood. I've asked you before, too, and you've always been willing to give advice almost immediately. And it's, hey, could you just check out this at bat? even if we're not even playing against each other and it's within the same complex or with each other even. And that's, that's honestly what makes me end up getting better and wanting to get better too, is because somebody like you, John, you're so humble with it too. And it's so nice to at least know somebody within the softball community that's local that you, you just show the interest that you want to get better. 
and you're going to end up depicting and piecing together that swing for them if they ask. Otherwise, you mm-hmm. don't look forward to giving advice if you don't know who to give advice to. Yeah, um, and I appreciate, man, I appreciate your kind words, man. I really do, Vic. Um, like a saying that uh, my uncle and, you know, they always kind of told me was uh, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't just necessarily mean food. That means, you know, that's just speaking up, communicating, talking. You know, those are those are huge things and big factors that a lot of people overlook, man. Yeah, sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. Exactly. You know, what's the worst somebody can say is no. Right. Yep. You know, and then what do you do? You come ask Big John. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are uh, one that you can just roll up on, ask a few questions, and you'll get a few answers. Whether you'll like those answers or not, that's up to you. But you're gonna get you're gonna get some sort of feedback from Big John if you go up to him asking him questions. So you're definitely a guy that you can walk up, have a smoke with, have a drink with, and and you'll get a casual conversation. Whether you like it or not, you'll get an answer. But that's but that always one of the things I'm about I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people also, a lot of the time, just overthink. They, yep. you know, it's, you go from one extreme to the next when it's really actually right in the middle is where you want to be. Um, and that's 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 majority of the battle I see with people, you know, and and like I said, I'm I'm always around, man. When everybody anybody asks if I'm around and I'm and I'm able to help out, I'm gonna help out. Like uh, if I hold a hit and BP and somebody hits me up, you want to come out hit BP? Come on out, come take some swings with me. I stand. We'll check some things out. We'll see where you're at, and we'll go from there. Absolutely, that's. That's the nicest thing to have that locally too, John. And as we end up running out of time here today, before we end up going anywhere, where could anybody listening find you on social media? Where could fans end up finding you? Where could they see the footage of any of these games that you're playing in for the conference, especially with Vegas coming up as well? Um, well, uh, actually, you know, I be, I uh, I don't I usually use my Facebook. Um, my uh, Instagram, I pretty much everything that goes from my Facebook goes there. It would uh, be Mr. Will underscore I underscore Ams. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, you know, you shoot me a message on Facebook or anything or somewhere, I'll see it and I'll get to it. Sometimes, I'm sorry, people, I'm, I'm pretty bad at checking them all the time. Um, so it might be like a day or two later that I get back to you, but just bear with me. I'll get with you. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, between work and, and and the whole family thing and, and ball, you're a busy man. So yeah, man. I always make I always make time for my people's so I promise y'all that. Yeah. We appreciate appreciate you being on the show. I mean, I, I wish we had I wish we had so much more time. I know we were a little scattered because we were trying to rush to get everything in the show. But I, we, we appreciate you being on here and, and giving us all the answers to all the questions we've given you. Not a problem at all, fellas. And I hope to be back here soon with you guys sometime, oh, man. That's I hope to, uh... <laughs> Good yeah, luck this weekend, sir. I want you to defend Thank that you, title like you deserve. Uh, I mean, a hitter's going to hit, so just, you know, send them a long yard and come back with the dub, man. Is this is I'm this a, a, a in it, or is this just a, a 
Just uh, our season opener. Okay. Just the season opener tournament. Um, good group of field out there. Actually, there's a lot of good teams out there, man. And, and you know what? Like like I said, the game is growing, man. A lot of these young studs are they're just they're getting good, man. Young man, and I'm I'm actually excited to see what this season has to bring because there's a lot of uh, diversity throughout our league right now. Where I'm not going to say anybody could win, but anybody could win. Right. And what fields are you yeah. playing at in, out in Vegas, too, John? I know I've played oh, at the Big League Those Dream. Damn, the damn Cracker Jack box fields, man. You know, the <laughs> Big League Dreams, man. Dude, that was the worst. I like the fields. I like the concept. But they were so rough to see because you had, what, Crosley Park, and it's beaten to shit in the background. And oh, man, dude. <laughs> They don't want to hear my ideas because I would love to for them to actually. There's a spot um that was just built in Arizona, uh, Victory Sports or Legacy Sports or something like that. I forget which one, man. Um, dude, they have some crazy amount of fields out there, and why wouldn't you want to play a tournament out there in late March where the weather is not 150,000 degrees during the day? Yep. <laughs> the one time early on that it will be too that it's only 80 instead. <laughs> right, man. This would be a perfect opportunity to switch up. But nah, they don't they don't they don't want to listen to me. <laughs> but yeah, we played the DLP. Let you vent that story on the next podcast. Maybe they'll listen then. Maybe they'll tune in. Spread the word in Vegas. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> um yeah, hey, I thank you fellas for having me on the show. And I really appreciate you guys and uh, I love what you guys are doing, man. This is gonna be huge for softball especially Ohio softball, which all we want to do is see it grow, right? Yep, absolutely. You guys are going to grow it with this, man, and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this podcast grow. Hey, thank you, John. That I means a lot to both life. of us. Not a problem, fellas. Thank you, guys. And we'll definitely be having you on soon within the next month, if not a couple weeks from now. Who knows? Because if you could end up chatting with this and we could end up bullshitting, that's the, that's the headlines. It's just John Williams joining us shooting the shit and you end up adding more and more next week. We end up having Jason Marklin week after that. Yeah. We have Harry Cheryl or I'm Cheryl, I think. So it's all growing yeah. and people are talking about it. And that was probably, we ended up saying beforehand, that was the best thing is hearing feedback this past weekend down at Mojo and being able to talk to you and thanking you again in person, just for the fact that you're willing to do that too. And we're all just trying to have fun and make it build. And everybody ends up enjoying hearing their name or a little shout out here and there for their team. Oh, hell yeah, man. Like I said, man, and all the Ohio teams this year, man, go hard, go hard, and try your best and play good ball and stick it out. Don't just give up on it just because you might not have success right away because there ain't nothing. You might not be the same team in August, September, October, November as you are right now in March. Preach. Yep. Preach, brother. Preach. Commitment is key. Exactly. But guys, thank you guys. Thank you again, John, for joining in. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning, Wednesday, 8 a.m. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. If you want to listen to the podcast on all podcast platforms, hear John, hear Crazy Shorts, hear myself chatting, or else just follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, anywhere around that. Make sure to check us out. And John, Crazy Shorts, thank you again. And we'll see you next week with Jason Marklin. That's episode. Yeah, have a good one, fellas.
Peace. You too. Later.